Now, was there a transition there from high school to college for you? Now, for me, I was, that's why I went to community college. Although I did well in high school, it was a transition there for me, academically and socially, going to college. Well, did you have uh, any challenges during that transition? Um, so I would say yes. Um, coming from college, from COVID, from high school, um, I didn't necessarily go to classes every day. Everything was online. I was stuck in my room. I had to try to figure out how to get along with my roommate. Um, it was just a matter of really being mentally focused and mentally uh, strong to handle your goals and what you wanted to do. And you really got to establish who do you want to be as a person rather than who you were in high school. It really just makes you want to adapt into more of that adulthood and you sometimes just have to force yourself to do it. the Career Education Learners in the Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Rivers. I am thrilled, elated, and ecstatic to have Tamara Kelly on our show today. Tamara is a graduate of Wingate University and is presently pursuing her MBA. How are you doing today, Tamara? I'm doing really good. How about you? I'm doing fine, except I yelled a little bit more. My brother said, you always yelling. you always talking loud. You're always so pumped up and excited. That's who I am. I am a pumped up, excited guy. I love when guests like you come on my show. I love presenting things to audience that they may not know. That's just who I am, audience. As you're going to know, each podcast I have, I may get more wild, more loud, more excited. That's just who I am. And that's why we have Tamara on the show today. We're going to get to know who she is. So, Tamara, before we get into other things on the podcast, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your future career goals. All right. So my name is Tamara. I'm from Chesapeake, Virginia. I uh, pursued my um, bachelor's in environmental biology at Wingate University with a minor in psychology. Um, I went into Wingate wanting to be a veterinarian, but I knew that that wasn't my designated career path of where I wanted to go. Um, so I'm right now pursuing my master's in education at Virginia State University, and I want to hopefully open my own African-American Children's Science Museum or just be a director of a children's science museum. Wow, that is fantastic. And one thing you said that, Tamara, which happens to a lot of students when they go in and get their undergrad, is that you go in thinking one degree, and then you come out with another degree. Because you think you really love something until you have to get the whole courses, right? Yeah. I know in the past podcast, one lady said, I went into thinking I, I want to be in the um, pediatric, um, in the pediatric uh, as far as um, hospital or doctor, right? She started taking some of those biology and chemistry courses. And, oh, Nelly, that's not going to be me today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes you don't really know what you're passionate about. And I also had people like me and you, we all change. I want to know, know that you do change your major, you do change your passion. And so that's good that you change to something that you love doing. Um, you say you went to Wingate University. Why Wingate? Why? Because you're from Charlotte like me. Let me let the audience know. We're both in Charlotte, North Carolina at this time. It's great, the Queen City. Um, why did you choose Wingate over other schools that you may have offers from? Um, 
So I will say my first choice when I was in my senior year of high school was going to the University of Maryland. And I didn't necessarily have a plan B after that. I just thought that was just going to be the school I was going to go to. I would get accepted, get into the pre-vet program and go from there. Um, until I didn't get accepted and I had to sit down and really decide what kind of school do I want to be at? Do I want to be in a larger school? Do I want professors to know who I am and things like that? And that's what Wingate did for me. Um, they didn't see me just as a number, but they saw me as a person. Um, they wanted to help me evolve more than just a student, but more of like my own aspirations, spiritually, mentally, and physically of where I wanted to go. Yeah, and I did the same thing too. I did even a theme before you is that I went to community college. So I even went a different route, you know. When I come out of high school, I thought I was going to be everything in the world at my oyster, right? I was going to go to bed school, get out, make big money, and white picket fence, big money on every magazine, Forbes, Black Enterprise, Jet. I thought I was going to be that. And then reality hit in, like, uh, mine was financial. Uh, we don't have that much money. And so I went to a community college that offered a scholarship, and so it paid for my first year. In addition, I also was an Army Reserve, which I also helped pay for my college. And so there are some things that I want the viewers and audience to know that you have to change your mind some things. Things may take a plan B or C. And you didn't. You had a plan A, but look, you you came up with plan B and went to Wingate. Did you enjoy your undergrad at Wingate University? I definitely did. So I was on that same route of like, I had a parent who was in the military and I used that um, to help me pay for school. So I just decided to go to Wingate. It was going to be the most beneficial financially. And I was able to graduate compared to four years. I graduated in the three-year time period. Wow. Now, was there a transition there from high school to college for you? Now, for me, I was, that's why I went to community college. Although I did well in high school, there was a transition there for me, academically and socially, going to college. Well, did you have a, any challenges during that transition? Um, so I would say yes. Um, coming from college, from covid from high school, um, I didn't necessarily go to classes every day. Everything was online. I was stuck in my room. I had to try to figure out how to get along with my roommate. Um, it was just a matter of really being mentally focused and mentally uh, strong to handle your goals and what you wanted to do. And you really got to establish who do you want to be as a person rather than who you were in high school. It really just makes you want to adapt into more of that adulthood. And you sometimes just have to force yourself to do it. Yeah, that is, that's the thing I keep forgetting. Except my life, I feel like now recently, like pre-COVID and after COVID, right? I mean, it's amazing how, and I felt sorry for high school and college students, um, going through what you had to go through, everything being online. And I can imagine as a college student to where you had this big vision of going to college, the football games, the activities, seeing people on one-on-one -on -one basis, cafeteria, everything with the whole experience was makes college college, and yet you're yet stuck in your room because of COVID. Um, so you, did you adjust pretty well to that, or did you still feel like you got kind of, quote, quote, cheated out of the college experience? Um. I would definitely say for my first year, I definitely got cheated out of the college experience, mm -hmm. especially with my senior year in high school, because I didn't walk the stage. I just, okay, you graduated. And that was it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. So, um, so I don't feel too bad. I was in the I'm reserve and for college, my college graduation. 
at UNC Pembroke, I was still over in Saudi Arabia doing Desert Shield, Desert Storm. So I didn't have that. <laughs> they just mailed me my diploma. <laughs> oh, okay, great. <laughs> you know, I didn't get to walk to nothing. I did go to Central Piedmont Community College, Tamara, and so I did get to walk the stage there. But, you know, I, I didn't get to walk the stage there and at UNC Pembroke. And things happen in life. You know, life happens. And I want my viewers and audience to know that although life happens and there's challenges in life, that you can overcome those challenges. And everything is not going to be rosy as you think it is. <laughs> you know, everything is not going to go plan A, plan B, plan C, step one, two, and three. And sometimes they're going to be diversion in the path. And so you went through, like a lot of students went through during that time, a lot of diversion in the path. So did you always want to pursue your MBA? Was that your thought coming out of high school? Or while you was in college, you came up, hey, I may want to get my MBA. You mean master's in business? Yes. So right now I have my master's in education. Okay. Well, I'm working towards it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I didn't necessarily know if I wanted to get my master's. After COVID, I just knew I wanted to get my bachelor's, and I told myself that after I finish this bachelor's, I'm just going to take a break. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I still feel like I want to adapt myself more to more education and more experiences, so I just decided to continue pursuing education. So, and I, I, in the beginning, you talked about in doing the introduction that you want to start your own, like, African-American studies or um what did you say a museum was that it what did you say you want yeah to children's science museum yes yeah, yeah. That, that sounds wonderful so you don't want to go into the teaching realm but you want to go into another realm of an area of do your career correct correct and, and why, why do you choose in that particular realm as far as going into education as far as science for children that sounds really wonderful um, so growing up in Chesapeake, Virginia, we didn't necessarily have too many, um, like children's science museums or anything like displaying the African American history behind it of having like a close local museum to go to. And I definitely want to pursue more of museums like that and more of an enjoyable experiences and affordable experiences for children to experience that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you know more about it being in the education field about the number of African-American children that's lacking in STEM programs, especially yes. females um, overall. And so that's something that you want to encourage is encourage African-Americans and females to get more into STEM programs. I do, definitely, especially with um, having uh, resources for all abilities of all learning um, disabilities or challenges that students come across. Yeah, especially talking about like summer camps. I think I reiterate all the time. My son's went to summer camp, and I think that's a great way doing camps or whatever for them to really learn. You know, it's it's outside the school as far as you're more relaxed in the summertime. It's not really homework or anything that's repetitive for you. I don't want to go, whatever. You look camps, especially kids that's interested in camps can see the, the whole array of career choices they have in the future. Not include, just enjoy themselves, you know? You know, yeah. maybe they didn't think about STEM program. Maybe they didn't think about science. Maybe they didn't think about African-American literature. Or they don't know much about the African-American heritage. And here, you want to give an opportunity for those young people to get to know that. Is that correct? That is correct. So do you have any specific, like, like do you want a, a museum uh, building or do you want hands-on experience or a combination of both? Oh, I forgot. Now we're in virtually. See how old I am, right? Now we're in the virtually that we present not only on going to, a, I would say, a site, 
but also virtually. Is that something that's in your criteria or in your mind of doing when you have this museum set up? Yep, I would definitely say um, starting off with just having more of the hands-on experience um, for students. So have you thought about virtually doing something virtually also with that, maybe simultaneously or having different programs or apps that kids can get into as far as go to that app and learn more about either African-American heritage or scientists or science things that they may be interested in? Um, it definitely hasn't crossed my mind of starting the virtual out yet, but I definitely do want to incorporate it once I have started up the corporation and things like that. Well, I, I think that it'd be neat because I remember seeing on uh, either YouTube or TikTok where this guy was talking about most young people, they see the athletes and the trainers make a lot of money, and, but you can also make a, a comfortable living in science. And he said he enjoys science. And I think that'd be perfect for someone like you that's want to offer that incentive to say, do science also. You can make a good living. And it's something passionate that you do. And so- yeah. As you know, if you're passionate about something, you're going to be successful and make a comfortable living. That there are other career choices out there than just playing football, basketball, entertainment, in which you can make a comfortable living and enjoy yourself. You know, how do you feel about that aspect of trying to get our young people to really get excited about science? And in addition, if they don't like science or didn't know they like science, they come to you and say, man, Miss Miss Kelly, I didn't know that I'm really interested in science. I just always thought I was interested in one thing, right? I want to be a football or basketball star, but man, I, this science thing, hey, it's, it's taking on different different motion in my life, right? I, I think I like science, Miss Kelly. Yeah, and so I'll <laughs> definitely say uh, meeting them at the level of the same excitement, letting them know that science is everywhere. Um, whatever interest that they have, there's always a science piece behind it and seeing where can we go with what um, the student is more, um, um, where the student is more excited about within a certain um, aspect of a subject and learning deeper knowledge behind it. Yeah. And so let kids learn and make it fun, right? Make everything fun, exciting for them, so that way they get more interested in it. And talking about fun and exciting, Tamara, what do you like to do for hobby? What is your hobby? What do you do to relax? Because I see all this learning in school, and that's a lot, you know. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what does Tamara or Miss Kelly like to do for fun, or what hobbies do you have? Yeah, um, so I'd definitely say I enjoy walking my dog within a variety of nature trails within North Carolina. Um, I am a spin cycle instructor at my local gym, Ooh. so I love to spin, um, release energy, um, and really just – Things like that, really being outside and really moving my body. So is that why can you probably interested more in science? Because are you more of an outdoor person? Is that one reason why you're interested in science? Or just in just you in general, just like, hey, I've just always liked science since I was little. I would definitely say it's just more of like two and two that go together. I know I've always loved being outdoors, going to the beach, going to the mountains, mm -hmm. and then having that inspiration within science. So it just kind of goes together. Now, only that, you do spin cycling instructor. Okay, now I will be honest, Tamara, only thing I can spin is spaghetti on a fork. That's the only thing <laughs> I can spin. <laughs> I can spin spaghetti on a fork real good. As far as spin cycling is concerned, I don't know because about five to ten years ago, I had to go see my in-laws one time, and they lived close by. And I was, I got my neighbor's bike, and it couldn't be more than four blocks. I about died, Tamara, 
I mean, I, was, <laughs> I said, man, because I'm thinking back in my childhood when I rode a bike all the time, it was nothing, right? Yeah. You know, I keep me in shape, but man, when you ride a bike in your 40s, it's yeah. a different whole story. <laughs> it is a different whole story, man. So how did you get into spinning? How do you get into cycling like that or spinning class? Yeah, so my first year at being at Wingate University, being online while being on campus, we did have our local gym on campus still open, and they had a variety of spin classes, Zumba, bar, and I was really interested in cycle. I liked the way it made me feel towards decompressing from classes, my mental, as well as going through this pandemic, not really being able to see a lot of my family members, and I just connected um, really well with the instruction with the instructor and I found out that you can definitely make um, a living off of being an instructor even if you want to do it part-time and just learning that it is important to have your career but also having a plan B if something happens where you're not able to pursue your career so I definitely do do both of like working at a nonprofit museum right now and I do work very part-time being a cycle spin instructor. Well, also, that helps you get your cardio going, right, Tamara? I mean, exercise, you know, that's something that you can stress toward the kids, too. Like, not only stay in your business, but also, let's get these kids moving, you know. You know, there's increased child diabetes and overweightness and not working out and, you know, all this stuff. They say it's bad. The children want to watch video games all the time. But to be honest, I mean, that was back in my day, too. I mean, they said the same thing back in my day. I mean, if you talk to people my age, 50 plus, they always say, well, back in my day, we did this. Yeah, they did. They did. And we didn't have as many video games. But Tamara, we did have no video games in the malls. And I was when I was in high school and in college, you'll see probably more kids than you ever seen before. So don't let them always fool you. Talking about, well, back in my day, Tamara, <laughs> we did. Yeah, you did. You did. But also, I seen, I seen your button at mall there, no video games, you know. <laughs> Or I seen you get that when the PlayStation came out and all the other games, you know, we had Nintendo and all the other stuff came out. You was also going to your friend's house playing that, you know. Mommy, I'm going to Jeffrey's house because I want to play when he was Nintendo. He got a new game. So don't yeah. let always don't let people my age always feel like we did everything perfect and we was always outside and everything like that. No, no, no. We we also <laughs> play video games at home a lot, sat out, watch TV too much. So now you have streaming services, you have more games than ever before, you have the internet, your phone, you do everything on your phone now. It is amazing. Are you amazed even the technology that has advanced, even from, let's say, your freshman year to now, how much has technology advanced? And, you know, and hopefully you can incorporate that technology with your future career goals. Yeah. Um, could you repeat that question one more time? Yeah, no, I'm going to more of a statement, but how, how do you see with new technology coming about how you can incorporate within your career goals as far as a science, um, you know, foundation thing where you're helping kids, especially African-American kids or underprivileged kids, be able to explore science and other areas of the STEM programs? Yeah, so I'll definitely say having um, more virtual classes within Zoom, having students just sign up from the ease of their computer at their home, learning, being in their own home, having them um, have like kits sent over if they need any additional support and working with them for all their needs. Wow, you didn't spit down this on the podcast, did you? Say, oh no, it's like a morning. Because I know you're a very smart young lady, and I think it's fantastic what you're doing. And I read your profile on LinkedIn. I said, man, this is a young lady that I would really like to have on my podcast, you know. 
you know, thinking outside the box, doing things that most people don't want to do. And then I didn't, I knew in my head, but I didn't really concentrate on going through the pandemic, having to, you know, do your educational career. And so that is something that unfortunately a lot of people had to go through and you went through it, you, you completed it, and now you're pursuing your master's degree, which is fantastic. And so I want to pursue my master's degree, but I was one of those people that I think I'm an undergraduate. I was so like, I'm finished school, you know, and that's it. But as I learned later on, Tamara, is that it doesn't stop. Education doesn't stop because once I got into the banking field, then I learned about licenses, right, and certifications. And so you're constantly learning about yeah. things that you have to do after your career, whatever job you may have, you have to learn in that job. And so in getting a, a health insurance license, a life insurance license, health insurance, security license, I learned that license certifications can sometimes be just as important as that education. But I wouldn't miss going to college for the world with the experience, learning about people with different backgrounds, um, you know, and that just taught me so much as far as helping me grow up. Tamara, do you have any advice for our viewers and listeners about um, you know, going into maybe they want to go get their master's or maybe going to the science field? Um, yes, I would say definitely don't give up. Um, whatever passion that you have towards what you want to do, um, definitely use that enthusiasm towards your career goals. Um, someone is definitely going to see it um, and just believe in yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And how much support did you have? Do you have a lot of support from your family? Because I forgot to mention it earlier. How much do you think that family support, and we want to talk to family members now, how much that support means to you as an individual through those challenges you went through? Um, it meant a lot. I had a lot of family support me financially, spiritually, through FaceTime. Um, it's, it's definitely a big factor in a lot of it. I will say that. Well, that's what I want our audience and viewers and listeners to understand is that uh, in addition to going to school or pursuing your dreams, that you need that support. That support helps a lot. And then if you have a family member that want to pursue a master's degree or undergraduate degree, or even go to a community college, or go get their CDL or sometimes an auto license they can get, certification. Um, encourage them to do that. You know, I think it's important that we start encouraging our young people at an early age, hey, what do you do? Find a passion and pursue that passion. Whether it's music, you know, whether it's something dealing with construction or whether it's something dealing with the office or whatever you want to pursue, pursue that passion that you have. So that's why I come, I had you on here, Tamara. You've done a wonderful job today. Thank you so much for coming on our show today. Thank you so much. And I'd like to thank our viewers and listeners for joining me, Mitchell Rivers, on the Career Education Learners Center podcast, where we're making your career dreams a reality. God bless.